Hello and welcome back, or welcome to the Riley Breakfield Show. I'm Riley Breakfield, and this is the Riley Breakfield Show. Obviously, that's why you're here. What this show is about, I mean, you name it. Football, basketball, sports, whatever's on my brain, politics, whatever. I'll talk about it, you know. I don't really have an agenda or what I really want this show to be. I kind of just come on, talk a little bit of gambling advice, talk a little bit of shit, share my thoughts. Whatever, whatever tickles your interest. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe if you're here for the first time, or if you've been here and you haven't, like, share, subscribe. Do so, please. And you can find me on all social media platforms as well, you know, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, you name it. I got it. But today's show, um, had a good weekend myself, you know, not a whole lot going on, did good college basketball. But uh, today's show, we're just going to kind of be talking about recap the weekend, um, News that came out of the weekend, you know, a couple of takeaways from a couple of college football bowl games and um, college basketball games as well. A couple of college basketball games I'm looking at this week that I think are going to be interesting. Um, got a couple of bets on a couple of those as well. Um, what else are we talking about today? A couple. Oh, I got a bowl game preview of one game that tickles my interest, what I'd like to spend my money on. Then a couple NFL thoughts and takeaways to close out the show. Usually on Tuesday's episode, I would uh, end with just my thoughts segment. Um, I've decided to get rid of that, um, not get rid of it entirely, just kind of not have it as a set basis for every for a show every week. I don't like it; kind of can get repetitive, and if there's not enough, you know, if I don't dive deep into a certain topic, it doesn't feel like I'm kind of delivering something that or get my point across. It's more just words coming out of my mouth. So kind of, I want to keep it around, you know, it can end up being on Tuesday show, Friday show, just whenever there's something that's been on my mind that I feel like I need to get off, kind of what I want to use that for, you know, big, big picture issue, you know, whatever's going on in the world, sports, just kind of whatever, and share my opinions when I feel like I can give a good product. So that's that. But currently I'm sitting here in my office watching the Rams versus Packers game. thought Aaron Rodgers was literally about to throw another Hail Mary close out the half because that's just something Aaron Rodgers seems to do. I was literally sitting here waiting to record and I was like, do I start? Do I start? And then right when he went down and I saw he was getting sacked is when I started talking just because I was like, okay, if I can catch this on air, like how cool would that be? But probably watching this game crazy when they uh, brought up the the graphic of Baker Mayfield having seven different head coaches. And he's been in the league since what? 2018, 19, 20, 21, 22. Five years in the league and he's had seven different coaches granted twice the head coach was fired you know Hugh Jackson first and then obviously Matt Rule in Carolina this season but crazy I mean and then the one time he gets a a coach like Kevin Savansky you know all of a sudden there's progress there and things to be going the right way and then they trade him so I'm a big Baker I'm a Baker I'm a big Baker fan so I want to see him have some success We'll see. I feel like the Packers are going to pull this one out, though. The Packers are still fighting for a playoff spot. If the announcers haven't said that a thousand times, it feels like. But that's just that. And talking soccer news, Argentina has won the World Cup, if you didn't know. if Just in case if this is the last place that you heard that Argentina won the World Cup, then you might might want to take a look at yourself and be like, what am I missing going on in the world? You know, just Those are important things. The World Cup is the most important thing there is. Probably some of the biggest news that came today, actually, um, college football recruiting world-wise, Dante Moore, five-star quarterback, um, number three in the upcoming class, but he's behind Arch Manning and Nicholas Imaleva. I always forget. I mean, Dante Moore, is a, he's, a, he's one of those prospects you just you hope is going to work out and he's going to be you know generational quarterback, lead your team to a national championship, all this stuff. He had originally been committed 
to Oregon, but had flipped to UCLA today. So that's kind of a big move. You know, one of the reports I saw said that he playing in the Big Ten was kind of what factored into that decision. But I also think that, you know, Bo Nix announcing that he was coming back again to Oregon kind of played into that decision as well. You know, UCLA, I'm not too familiar with their quarterback situation, but I'm pretty sure DTR is out the door. So I would think, you know, Dante Moore has a chance to start day one at UCLA, and that kind of had to factor into his decision of where he wanted to play. going to be fun to see, you know. I mean, if this kid lives up to the hype, you know, he thinks he gets a starting job next year, and he's everything he's cracked up to be, you know. The USC versus UCLA game of Caleb Williams versus him could be quite fucking stellar. So I think that's kind of a big move. Definitely going to kind of affect the college football landscape for at least the next three years. As far as gambling on sports went for me this weekend, the Cleavage Report actually didn't do too bad. I was 5-3. and three. I was 4-0 and oh in college basketball this weekend. I gave out the fourth one on Twitter um, after I had realized I went 3-0. and oh on The Cleavage Report ones, I gave out Arizona minus 3.5. They won by 5, I believe. Um, I, know they, I know they covered the spread. I'm pretty sure it was 5. I'm just saying. But <clears throat> obviously, I got North Carolina minus 1. That was quite the game. I didn't think they were going to pull it out, but of course they did. Um, also had Gonzaga money line, like I said, Drew Timmy. He was gonna. I just had a feeling it was just gonna be a Drew Timmy type ball game. Sure, as shit, it was. He had like twenty nine and ten, I believe. He was absolutely dominating. What was the other one that I had? Oh, Indiana, Kansas over a hundred, over one forty two and a half. They one forty six. It was back and forth. Well, Kansas ended up pulling away, but it was it was a good game still. College football, the bowl games. I was horrible. Cincinnati got butt fucked by Louisville. Washington State and Fresno State just could not score. It seemed like, well, whoever won. I can't remember. Fresno State. Fresno State seemed to be scoring, but Washington State wasn't. And then I missed the Falcons' money line. I mean, that one was still close, but almost got that. Um, Lions minus one, obviously beating the Jets. Got that one. And the Bengals minus three and a half. Got that as well. So overall for me, five and three out of the picks I gave out in the Cleveland Report. Four and oh in college basketball if you count the Arizona one. So I'm probably, probably going to try to roll some money in. This weekend, well, this weekend, college basketball. No, no games over the weekend. We'll, we'll get more to that later, but that's about how the cleavage report went. But you know, something that we always talk about on this show, Twitter, Elon's under fire again uh, for something that's completely stupid and idiotic, in my opinion. He had removed a bunch of journalists from Twitter for doxing his information. You know, I'm pretty, I'm not positive. I'm stupid. What do I know? But that means you know where his current location is, all his information, stuff like that, and the information that was given, it was. Um, he, he was with his child at the time, so of course, you know, for one, you can't do that. You can't do that to anybody, too. Him being with his child, I think, you know, made him react more like, what if somebody came after me? What if somebody hurt, hurt me and my child? Like, that's not something somebody wants to live with. So in that turn, you get blocked. You get your account suspended, which I think is fair. That's totally fair and valid. And the people that are upset about it, mostly liberals, because everyone in their fucking dog over on that side of the line just seems that whatever elon is doing is so bad but they were the ones that were upset whole stupid ordeal you can't be doing that i don't give a shit who it is if they did it to the president everyone be up in arms right exactly same thing somebody of some importance that is under a lot of specu specu not speculation what's the word under a lot of chris criticism you know that's it's the same exact thing in my opinion so whatever but speaking of fights, we got Willie, McGin Willie McGinnis, former New England New England Patriot and now NFL analyst, was uh, in. He was arrested on felony assault, assault charges for uh, beating the crap out of somebody inside a, a local LA diner. 
Um, very weird video. If you can find it, go check it out. He like him and this group of guys kind of walk in. There's this gentleman sitting with, I believe, his wife or something. You know, sitting there having dinner, and they kind of just pull up, and then they say like one thing, and then Willie just socks this guy in the face, and it kind of turns into a whole big shebang ordeal. Really stupid, but he's probably getting fired from the NFL. But hey, bad guys lose, good guys win today because Harvey Weinstein was uh, found guilty of rape and assault today. So good guys finally got one. I didn't realize this was still going on, but that man deserves life behind bars. So that's good to hear. At least a little bit of good's coming out of the world, finally. The only other thing, news-wise, that I have to really say, um, Bryce Young and Will Anderson, they're going to be, they have decided to play in the bowl game. And, you know, they not get ready for the draft. They want to play in the bowl game instead. I don't like the move for them, you know. I mean, those guys are looking at one, two, probably at least more than likely top three for sure, and they're kind of sitting there looking like if something happens, it could really, really, really hurt them. But we'll see. It's kind of cool to see. At the same time, it does worry me for those 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 guys going forward in the future. So we'll see what happens. Now, time for this week's top five. My top five this week, my top five Christmas movies. Easy list. It's that time of year. You know, everyone's putting them out. You're putting out the debate. It's the best Christmas movie there is. Everything about it. So number five, Four Christmases. Vince Vaughn, Reese Witherspoon. They do awesome. I love the movie. Comedy, all about Christmas. Four different families. Love it. One of the, one of the, one of the best Christmas movies there is. Hands down, easy. Easy. If, especially if you're not in like that full Christmas spirit, you know. Because it's not necessarily centered completely around Christmas. It's just Christmas is happening. It's more about the relationship. It's the perfect Christmas movie right there. Perfect done. Number four, Harry Potter. I think Harry Potter's are Christmas movies. I mean, they just it just feels right. Everyone knows that. They're always on whatever channel it is. Well, oh, my God. What is that channel? I can't remember. The channel that they're always on around Christmas. It's not. It's, it's one of the smaller ones. It's not the History Channel, is it? No. Why the fuck would it be on the History Channel? Whatever. Number four, Harry Potter movies. Number three, my favorite one growing up for the longest time, Polar Express. Absolutely love the movie. I'd sit there and watch it and watch it all the time. It took me the longest time to like figure out what it even is about, but I just love to watch the train go and the caribou and the one guy, you know, when he pulls on his beard and he screams. Yeah, I just, I love it. Polar Express and watching it in school is one of those movies we always watch in school as well, you know, getting the hot cocoa, sitting back with the marshmallows, feet up on the chair, just taking a day off right before you have to go get Christmas break and have to open all those presents, the hard shit, you know? So number three, Polar Express. Number two for me is A Christmas Story. A lot of people don't necessarily like this movie or don't think it's that good or whatever. But for me, this was hands down one of my all-time favorite Christmas movies. We used to watch it every Christmas Eve. It was we, That was just family tradition. We'd get home from my great-grandma's and we'd just go home. My dad would turn on. Christmas Story, and we'd sit there and we'd watch it, and it was just, this is the best. So for me, I love Christmas Story, everything about it. You know, you shoot your eye out, the lamp. Number two, hands down, easy, one of the best Christmas movies there ever there ever was. Number one, I mean, if you're talking about comedy, you're talking about Christmas, you're talking about joy to your heart, heartwarming, all those things, it's Elf. Easy, done deal. I don't even need to explain it. Number one all-time Christmas movie is Elf. You just can't beat it. Point, blank, period, end of conversation. Moving on. Two, my top um, takeaways from college football bowl games of the week and also college basketball. A couple of takeaways here. Nothing too crazy, you know, just the 
just what I noticed, kind of what I was seeing going on. Only know what I really have about college football and you know bowl games. I'm starting to worry about Florida a little bit. I I, I don't know if Billy Napier is the guy. I, you know, I I know the whole argument of well, it's a, it's a bowl game. You know, it's not that important. You have all these transfers out, the, the opt out, the guys going to the draft. Yeah, but you know, you're you're still an SEC school. You're still a school that's won national championships within the past 20 years. You have competed for multiple SEC championships and even won most of them there for the longest time. You ran your division not even that long ago, like two, three years ago, you went to the SEC championship. And your program just isn't doesn't have that Florida feel to it. It just doesn't feel right to me. They don't seem like they want to play. They just don't. It's not the Florida Gators of old. And I, you know, you're never going to get that. But even Dan Mullen's teams had a certain level of intensity and the offense was there. And it's just everything at Florida just doesn't feel right. And, you know, and to only score three points and being a garbage time field goal, it's kind of embarrassing if I'm Billy Napier. If I'm being completely honest, I would be embarrassed. You got the absolute dog shit kicked out of you by, yes, you know, Oregon State had a great year, but a team that you probably should have at least kept it close. The spread was at like eight before the game. So the fact you lost by 27 says something. Moving on to a couple of college basketball takeaways. I mean, watch out. Two teams watch out for right now. Watch out for Gonzaga. Like I said earlier, you know, beating Alabama. I just had a feeling, you know, this game was in Birmingham, Alabama. That's not too far from Tuscaloosa. If you don't fucking know Alabama, it's it's still the same state. Whatever. I don't know. But not that far. Not really a road game for Alabama, you know. And Gonzaga goes in there. Drew Timmy has a great game. They, they, they made the plays when they had to, and they got the job done. So watch out for the Zags. I think they're definitely going to start picking it up here, you know, as we especially get into conference play. You know, they always seem to, you know, with their weaker conference that they play in, they always seem to catch the right type of momentum and chemistry going into the tournament. Also, watch out for my fucking North Carolina Tar Heels, man. What a game if you caught that. I, I didn't get to watch it all because I was watching something. I think I was watching the end of the Colts-Vikings game. Switched over to finish out the North Carolina-Ohio State game. And North Carolina's down, and then they come up, and then it goes to overtime because Pete Nance hit a freaking nice little fucking mid-range shot to send it to OT. I was like, oh, here we go. And then North Carolina just took care of business, man. And, you know, they showed the the box score i should have i should have took a picture of it or uh wrote it down here but the box score was insane davis and baycott and love you know they all had double digits and basically what i noticed about that team is if those three are on unbeatable you cannot beat them they're they're the best team in the country but if one one slips they're okay they're still a good team but if two or all three are having an off night they're a completely different team so I just watch out. I, I'll keep saying it. Keep taking North Carolina future to win it all. That's all I got to say. I'm going to take another one when I'm done with this because the odds went up, you know. So why why not? But that's kind of all for the, the takeaways from the weekend. Now we'll move in to a little bit of preview. There's a couple of good college basketball games over this week. Um, A lot coming out tonight, you know, because this is Tuesday. So a lot coming out. A lot of good games tonight. And only really one bowl game that I think should be interesting during the week here. That'll also be tomorrow night as well. Start off, Drake versus Mississippi State. Mississippi State ranked 15th in the country right now. They haven't lost a game. I think they're 11-0. They're looking really good. They're playing really good defensively and offensively. They haven't really played a lot of tough teams, though. Drake's a little bit. Drake's a little different. They've, they've, they've lost three games so far this year. You know They were to tougher opponents, so it's not, there's no real bad losses. And they have this guy 
Tucker DeVros. He's averaging 18 a game. I have a feeling that he's just going to take over tomorrow night and Drake's going to upset Mississippi State at home. I think I think the spread's at five, which to me, you know, it feels good. I'm probably going to take the spread, but I'm thinking about even taking the money line on that one. I have a feeling that Drake Bulldogs are going to go in there and beat the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Crazier things have happened. You know, like Providence won in the Big East last year. And tomorrow night, they got number 24 Marquette coming to town. The line as of right now for this game is set at, set at one in Marquette's favor. Um, this game is at Providence. You know, I think that's kind of what plays into the line being closer. But I also think that Providence, I think Providence is the better team here. Bryce Hopkins has been having a really good year. I think he's averaging like 15 and 8. Do, I mean, Providence is playing really well. I think they've only lost, they've lost a couple games actually. I think they're 9 and 3 right now. Marquette's, I think, 8 and 2 or something like that. Marquette is ranked at 24, but I, I just have a this one being at Providence. You know, Providence has a lot better chances of winning this one, especially with how close the line is. It's kind of, Vegas is almost begging you to take Providence plus one, but take the money line. Take That's a smarter play. Then a bit, the biggest game tomorrow night has to be Virginia, ranked six after their loss to Houston. Told you that was going to happen. Going up against uh, number 22, Miami, down there in Miami. Um, game of the night, hands down. It's really, it's going to be really important. Both these teams can score quite a, in bunches, and you know are very, are very good offensively. Both are okay defensively. Virginia's, Virginia's slightly better, I would say. So you know, it's kind of going to come down to what kind of defense is Miami putting out. Um, you know, what kind of offense is Virginia putting out? How how does that match up? If Virginia's having a bad night, Miami, as long as they're doing what they can offensively, more than likely will win the game. I really like the over. It's hitting at 135. I just have a feeling this is going to be like a 75-70 ball game. So I'll probably take that. And I know Virginia was favored minus uh, favored favored minus two. Probably I, I think Miami is going to win this one. Honestly, just just the vibes it's given me. You know, Virginia off a tough loss. They only, that was only two days ago to a tough a tough Houston team, and then having to travel to Miami. It just screams Miami to me. Last college basketball game that I'm looking forward to this week, Arizona State versus San Francisco. This one's on Wednesday. You know, San Francisco, you're, you're probably not familiar with the name. They play in the West Coast Conference with Gonzaga, St. Mary's. You know, they made the tournament last year. This is a very good team. They I think they even had – no, they were a 10 seed. Yeah, they were – no, they were a 7 seed. They were a 7 seed in the tournament last year, returned quite a few guys. Arizona State, you know, they can score, but they have given up – or wait, am I getting that mixed up? Yeah, no, I guess they're 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 kind of more in the middle. You know, both these teams are pretty good offensively and pretty good defensively. I just have a feeling this is gonna be a San Francisco. I'm taking San Francisco money line. I think the spread was only at two or three. It was really close. I just feel like San Francisco is gonna kind of get one of those marquee wins. You know, that's gonna help them down the line. You know, Arizona State is ranked that fifth, but uh, watch out for Marcus Bagley. He's pretty good. He's a pretty good basketball player. I think he's looking at possibly being drafted this year. Uh, top. At least a top two round pick, I would say. You know, that's you know that's all there is. So whatever. That's only college basketball games. Look forward to this week. One bowl game that tickles my interest tomorrow night: Liberty versus Toledo. Um, both these teams, you know, had a really good year. Both finished out eight and four. Toledo, you know, they they retained their coach. They were they've been okay offensively, defensively. They've been a lot better. Liberty, you know, I think they're, the downfall for them in this game is they have a couple more transfers out than Toledo does, and also Hugh Freeze left, you know, so 
Yes, you don't have a new head coach necessarily just yet, but you do, and then so you know you're still running the same offense and defense, but if it's not coming from the same guys, things can get confusing and not having a coach there is it does play a factor in these games. So I'm leaning towards taking Toledo minus three and a half. They don't score a lot, but they can score. They have that potential. So I think they win this game pretty easily by seven to fourteen points, probably. I'd be surprised if they didn't, I guess. Now just a couple uh little NFL thoughts here to finish out the show. You know, quite a wild weekend when it comes to the NFL. Start off with a couple of blunders, man. I feel bad for Matt Ryan. For the rest of his fucking career, he's going to go around and once he retires, whatever he does with his life afterwards, everyone's always going to remember him for 28-3 and 33-0. and He's never going to fucking... He's never going to live it down. It's going to fall him wherever he goes. He's probably going to remember it to the day he dies. I hope not for his sake. I hope not. But just the worst shit always seems to happen to Matt Ryan. I don't I don't know what happened with the Colts. Everything just fell apart. Vikings finally just came alive and managed to win the game. Unreal. A 33-point comeback like that. Who I was literally watching the game on my laptop while we were watching a movie or something. Or something was going on. Wife was watching something. I had this game on my laptop. I looked at her when it was halftime. I said, damn, babe, this game is literally 30 to nothing right now. And she was like, wow, that's crazy. I was like, yeah, this one's over. Just went about my way doing stuff on my laptop. And then I turn it back, and it's freaking like 26 to 33 or whatever. I was like, what the fuck just happened? And then I found out what happened. And the Vikings just battle through adversity, man. Every single time, they always find a way to win these games. Unreal. Unreal. There's a guy by the name of Kelly Ford. If you're really into what if stuff like me, go on Twitter. His name's Kelly Ford, K Ford Ratings. He's got this thing called What If. It's called the What If Standing. It's if what if every one possession game went the opposite way. And if that was the case, the Vikings would be one in thirteen. Unreal to think about. Unreal. Blows my mind. And then there's another huge blunder by the Patriots as well. Who knows what was going on there? I don't think anyone did. I think it was just kind of uh, probably on Ramondre Stevenson. He's the one who kind of tossed the ball over to Jacoby, who then threw it straight to Chandler Jones, basically. And then Mac Jones got his shit fucking rocked into the dirt. Yeah, horrible way to end a game. Horrible way to end a game if you're a Patriots fan. But if you're a Raiders fan, it's a, quite a wild way to end a game. If you were in attendance, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And then Bill Belichick, you know, was asked why, uh, why they didn't throw a Hail Mary, and he said he that uh, Mac Jones can't throw it that far, and it's like 55 yards. So everyone knows Mac Jones doesn't really have that big of an arm. He's also dealing with shoulder issues, but I don't know. Says something. Says something. I think everything's falling apart in New England. I think it's going to be Belichick, man. I just don't know. I don't. He hasn't really found a quarterback that he needs. You know, he needs a Tom Brady for what he's built. Realistically, he needs someone who's, as smart as Tom, who can throw quick like Tom, who makes the right decisions like Tom, you know, and is a good leader. And I don't think Mac Jones is necessarily there yet. I think that he has that potential, but that's just kind of what Bill Belichick needs to run his to run his offense. And he also has Matt Patricia as his offensive coordinator, who was once a defensive coordinator. So that doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but it seems to work. I, it doesn't work actually. So moving on to good stuff that was going on in the world of the NFL. Bengals found a way to get it done. They were down 17 nothing to the Buccaneers. Everyone thought the Bucks were back. Everything was good. And then they lost 36-23 to 
just like that. It all went away. A bunch of turnovers. That's what screwed the Bucks. But I mean, the offense is just it's there and then it's not. It's there and then it's not. The defense is playing amazing, then they're not. Playing amazing and they're not. It's just up and down, up and down, up and down with the Bucks. And but Bengals, another team, you know, they're they're getting hot here at the end of the season, their second half. The defense, the defense is phenomenal in the second half. I mean, they gave up a touchdown, but that's about all they did, dude. They don't. They're just. They've been playing unreal. The Bengals are definitely getting hot at the right time. They could, you know, I could see them getting back to the Super Bowl. Wouldn't put them past them, dude. Would not put it past them. Get back to the Super Bowl somehow. What was that? Oh, yeah, sorry. I was like, I zoned out there for a sec. I lost my thoughts. Yeah, I'm fucking, wow. I don't even know. But the Bucks, you know, their loss, you know, still opens up the division. If they would have got that win, it really would have, really almost would have secured it. would have been two games up on everybody else, a lot higher odds to win the division. But now they're only up one game. You know, the, the Saints, the Saints beating the Falcons makes a sec, uh, three-way tie at second. So you got the Bucks at six and eight. You got the Panthers, Falcons, and Saints all at five and nine, dude. All four of those teams are one of them is going to be in the playoffs. You would hope that it would be the Bucks. The Bucks would be the best team, I think, to have a chance to at least win a playoff game to at least make it more interesting. Saints, Falcons, and Panthers don't they don't scream exciting playoff game to me. But somehow, if they did it, it would be they'd probably pull an upset too. If they if whoever if one of them gets it and has to play the Cowboys, there's a high chance to beat the Cowboys because Cowboys had a had a tough one. Man, their defense is not looking good. I mean, they've given up it's like sixty total, sixty plus total points in just the past two games to the Jaguars and Texans. But the Jaguars, you know, they're getting hot at the right time. They're looking good. They're still fighting for a playoff spot. Trevor Lawrence is kind of coming into his own. Doug Peterson, you know, is finally putting his footprint on this team, and they're they're moving in the right right the right foot forward or something like that. I don't know, but Cowboys, you know, itchy throat. I'm sorry, itchy throat. The Cowboys, you know. Absolute horrible way to end the game. You know, Dak, you know, there was a clip on Twitter that came out that I saw. He actually was made the perfect throw. It just slipped right out of the guy's hands. It was He led the receiver perfectly. It was going straight to him. Just bing, bang, boom. Shit happens, man. So, Cowboys' other defense is not looking as good as they were earlier on in the season. So, we'll see what happens with them. I think that there's a high chance that they're going to probably uh, fall asleep down the stretch again like they did last year. Speaking of teams that I think are in trouble, I think the Titans are in huge, huge trouble. Lost to the Chargers. Chargers, you know, putting themselves in the playoff position right now to finally make the playoffs with Justin Herbert as their starting quarterback. Sounds solid on that team. Everyone knows that. Whatever about them. Titans, though, I just, I don't know. There, I think there needs to be a huge, huge cha- roster turnover. It's just this team is built a certain way, and I think it kind of needs to be rebuilt in a complete different direction. I think everyone's kind of figured out how this team works almost that there's there's certain games where that's not the case and the Titans are just tearing it up but then there's other games like on Sunday where they just can't seem to get anything going nothing just seems right I mean Derrick Henry had an amazing day but you can't always rely on Derrick Henry for the rest of the rest of time so I think they're in huge trouble last team I think that is trouble here to close out the show the Cardinals I think the Cardinals are in huge trouble officially eliminated from the playoffs uh, yesterday after getting beat by the Broncos of all teams. Yeah, by the Broncos of all teams. I think Cliff Kingsbury is out the door, dude. He's 28-35-1 as the Cardinals head coach. And he's been there for, what, 19, 20, 21. This is his fourth season. 
They made the playoffs once and got their asses kicked. I think it's time that Cliff goes out the door and they get a fresh face in there. Cliff, dude, he he's a good offensive mind, I think, but when it comes to actually being a head coach, he's just not. He's not the guy. He's just not. He's a he could be he's a solid offensive coordinator. Nothing more, nothing less. That's what he should be. Offensive coordinator for the rest of his life, be one of the best in all time history. And everyone can always wonder until he retires. Wonder if he could have finally made it as a head coach. Wonder if he could have finally made it as a head coach. Perfect way to go. But hey, that's just my thoughts about that one, I guess. Hey, I, I didn't even I said I was gonna do just my thoughts, but I just maybe I just did a little blurb. A little bit of a shorter show today, you know. I'm sorry, it's Christmas. There's not a lot going on in the world. But uh, don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Thanks for sticking around. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. I will be doing an episode Friday. So feel free to listen to that. You know, I'm going to do a little NFL, a lot more NFL preview. Maybe find some other topics I could talk about and ramble about. So don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Send to somebody that believes in dinosaurs or unicorns or whatever because I believe in them. I don't believe in dinosaurs. Actually, dinosaurs are fake. But I love you. Have a good evening. But for now, your boy Titties is out.